Welcome to Season 1, Episode 6 of Adulting 101, The Pod. Join us as we uncover the secrets of remote work with Dr. Clementine Afano and discuss why it might just be a good option for you. Dr. Clem is joining us today as our expert guest. She is a remote work consultant and helps clients navigate the entire process of finding and securing remote work. We're going to talk about her journey, the ups and downs of remote work. Of course, at the very end of this episode, so you're going to want to make sure you stay tuned, we are going to share some insight and tips on where and how you can find remote work even if you live in the Caribbean. So Dr. Clem, welcome to Adulting 101, the pod. Thank you so much, Andrina. I'm so excited to be here with you. And uh, thank you so much for the listeners of the Adulting 101, the pod. I am so excited to be able to share every single thing that comes to mind and that I know about working remotely. Listen, your excitement is giving me so much life right now. And I'm equally excited because remote work is just one of those things that more and more people are becoming interested in, but some people are still a little bit confused about it. So I wanted to shed some light on the topic and to really start coloring or getting some context about the whole conversation. Now, I know that you have had such a valuable journey in remote work and your journey itself. So I wanted to start by talking about just briefly your journey in remote work and how you got started in all of this and became an expert. Thank you so much, Andrina. You know, I'm sure um, being from the Caribbean, you will be familiar with the saying, when the going gets tough, uh, the tough gets going. And in French, um, it goes, um, quand ça devient dur, les dur en dur. So dur for being like tough, right? Uh, so my journey through remote work kind of like started um, when I was kind of like uh, face against the, back against the wall in a very tough situation. I was still a student and, um, you know, my mother experienced a very peculiar uh, financial hardship, a little bit similar to what a lot of people experienced in the recent pandemic. And um, long story short, um, her company was doing layoffs and interestingly she was actually one of the star employees and like one of the the, the, the best people in the company yet still she was laid off so at that time i was studying overseas i was studying medicine and um, she found a way to soften the blow um, but because we are very smart kids we understood that basically mom is not going to have a job for the next few months and you have to kind of like lay low a little bit so when you are when you study in the in overseas and i think you'll be familiar with that because i i think you studied overseas as well law uh, when you are an international student somewhere else it's kind of like a different journey and it's both beautiful but also mixed with so many intricacies and and, and challenges to navigate and not being able to provide for myself was one of them now i'm not saying that we were like broke broke <laughs> but i would say that you know we came from a situation where my mom couldn't pay for my school fees anymore and i would have to wait um, until her financial situation got better aka until she got a job and that took a few months so i had a friend who was already working online i didn't really know what she was doing i just knew that she was working online and the reason i knew that is because i knew she was speaking with me and she was never leaving her home and whenever i would visit her she was always like i have to go to work but she was at home so I asked her to tell me a little bit about what she was doing. She didn't give me a lot of information, not a lot of context, but um, she gave me the website and she said, you know what, this is a way I find job opportunities, check it out, try it out. So at that time I was like, you know what, um, 
I'm not going to be able to go to medic to continue school anyways because if you don't pay, you can continue school. Uh, but at least I can do something, um, you know, to be able to provide for myself so that the the bill is a little bit lighter on my mom's end. And I figured if I'm able to um, to at least cover my expenses, you know, like as an international student, like cover my rent, cover even like I wasn't even thinking about rent at that time. I was thinking like like you know women expenses and like food and like you know even if I want to go out a little bit, like like you know, have a meal outside, you know, without feeling guilty. Um, if I was able to cover those kind of expenses uh, while my mom was figuring out how to get us back, you know, on track, then, you know, it would be beneficial. So I went to the website, um, I explored, I checked it out and, you know, I, I found a gig opportunity back then it was still called gig. And, and even today it's still called, you know, the gig economy. I found a gig and a client um, actually hired me to translate a book uh, from, I, I can't remember if it was from, I think it was from French to English, yeah, a medical book from French to English um, on a psychoanalysis um, um, topic, and I put my, my sweat and tears, my time into that book, and I got an excellent review, and everything just went uphill from there. Awesome, and, and you know, the thing that I got from everything that you were saying is that out of that very challenging circumstance, a new, a whole new part of your journey was birthed, right? And now look where you are, you know, not only thriving in the remote work atmosphere, but leading other people to thrive as well. And that in and of itself is really, really awesome. So what I wanted to talk about though, is the fact is what remote work really is. And the thing about it for me personally, and I don't, I can't speak for everyone, but before the pandemic hit, Remote work was kind of this like abstract concept. I never really thought of it as a viable option. But of course, you know, once the pandemic hit, everything was virtual. And I and I really thought to myself, wow, just be just coming into this new profession and becoming a young professional, it really brought into sharp focus how we can take advantage of technology and my first job, I was working from home primarily. Now I work uh, in a hybrid situation, which is, you know, very beneficial as well. Let's talk about what remote work is and how it's really changed the way people work. Uh, that's an excellent question, Andrina. And it's exactly what you're doing. But now uh, the difference is that instead of, like, if I'm talking about specifically your situation, right, instead of working for a company that is primarily in person, and is allowing you opportunities to work from home because of circumstances. When it comes to remote work, you're actually working for remote companies, which means the business model or the HR employment model is in a way that they actually look for people to just work from anywhere around the world. So you are not, it's, there's not going to be a situation where they say, okay, on Thursday, you're going to come on site or, or, you know, you need to be there like a few days and so forth. Granted, there are companies that do that, but primarily it is designed for you to be able to work from anywhere you are. Technically, you say from home, because I mean, that would be the baseline, right? But from anywhere you are, as long as you are still able to give your output to be productive and to contribute to the, the development of the company. You just said something a while ago, working from anywhere in the world. So I could literally have my work laptop and I'm in the Maldives watching the ocean. And once I have good Wi-Fi <laughs> and I make sure I'm hitting those deliverables, that I, I could be working. Definitely. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And the funny thing about that, I think, um, it's that a lot of people, because the, 
because we have been so um, trained, um, and, and that is not our fault, by the way, it's the society construct, how we have been brought up, how we've been raised. We've been trained to believe that unless you are in an office, then you are not doing work. Um, you know, if you are not like in a physical location, in a big institution, a big building with like, you know, 10 stories, 10 levels, you know, you are not really doing work, you're not really um, in an office, you're not really doing work. And I think that also contributes to the negative stigma that a lot of employers and also people who are willing to kind of like dip their toes in have um, towards the concept of remote working because people feel like, well, if you are doing it from home, it, it can't really be uh, real work, right? Or if you are doing it from the Maldives <laughs> or, you know, from Dubai or from a hotel in Kuala Lumpur, it can really be work, right? <laughs> exactly. And that's why, you know, for me, I don't, I, I really don't um, gravitate to that traditional construct, particularly because I feel like as human beings, we should enjoy our work. We should enjoy our environment. And if we want to choose, if it is that a traditional construct is for you, no problem, but we should have the ability to choose. And that leads me to obviously taking a look at the benefits of remote work. Now we already identified one in that you can probably work from anywhere in the world. So you could travel the world while working. Just make sure you hit your deliverables. But I'm sure that there's so many other benefits that you have experienced or that you know of. And can you share some of those with us? Yes, definitely. I'm going to take you right back from the example you just took, traveling the world. I mean, Andrina, like the world is such a beautiful place. Uh, do not worry about what the media says. Do not worry about what people are portraying. The world is such a beautiful place for us to explore and to enjoy and just being able to experience culture in different countries, uh, being able to see the sunrise and the sunset in different cities, try different foods. You know, I feel like personally it made me come alive in so many ways and it opened my mind, my perspective on how I run my business, on how I become also a better person, a better human. So I think that was one of the main things for me. But even if you feel like, you know what, I'm not so much into this traveling thing or at least not yet, you know, remote work can also help you in the sense that it gives you more flexibility. Um, there is so much joy knowing that you can actually be productive from the comfort of your home or whatever feels like home to, home to you. You know, um, you cut down on your transportation costs, you cost, you cut down, you know, on the the time that you even spend to get ready to go to work and when you are in your com comfortable space sorry um you are able to be more creative you are able to come up with more ideas you are more free more relaxed you know and um, the concept of going to work feels a little bit different because even though you are doing it from home um you know that you you know that you know you it's it's like you, you are still able to to get things done uh, by still being in your natural environment or your natural habitat. So another thing that I really enjoyed about uh, remote work is the ability of uh, being able to spend more time with the ones that I love. You know, I don't know, there's something about like, having to go to the office and, you know, like these nine to five hours kind of like feel like you are away from your family. And then when you come back, it's kind of like you have to figure out what happened. Even even if your kids were at school, even if, you know, if you're married, your husband was at work and so forth. Like, I feel like when you're just home or in a comfortable area, um, not to say that work, the workplace is uncomfortable, but like when you are home, it almost feels like you are... You're still there, you are, and you are able to. You don't waste too much time, and you are able to, to kind of like spend it more on, on the things around the house. Spend spend time with the people you love. You know, I, I don't know. It's just it's such a beautiful thing. And let's not forget about the lunch break. You know, thinking about okay, I need to plan my lunch. You know, plan my outfits. 
you know, brush my hair, do my makeup or just do makeup. I mean, those are a lot. That's a lot. Like, and, and when you just get to do it from the comfort of your home, maybe in your pajamas, you just change your top, your lunch is in your fridge, you go for your yogurt. If you forgot your if some fruits, you go back in the fridge for your fruits. You know, <laughs> it's so liberating. I mean, those are like little mundane things, Angela, but I, when you experience it eventually, like it just adds up and it, it makes sense. It just makes sense. Trust me, I totally agree. And for me, I think that when I'm working from home, because my, my situation is hybrid, I never miss having to drive to the office. So that commuting time that I cut down on, I'm just like, oh my gosh, wonderful. You know, I don't have to spend 20 minutes in traffic. And then of course, you're 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 saving on gas money, you're saving on lunch money, as you said. And if like, let's, let's say you're saving on having to do adulting too, because during my lunch break, if I'm at home, let's say I want to spend half of the time eating and then the other half doing laundry. Well, then that's one less load of laundry I have to do on the weekend. So those things seem pretty simple, as you said, but really and truly, it just kind of helps to improve our livelihoods, improve, I think, our degree of happiness in a way. So what you touched there, so, so, so true. But of course, we have to have a balanced discussion and with benefits come challenges. And so let's talk a little bit about the challenges of remote work, those that you have experienced and those that you think exist. Yes. So one of the, the main ones is, first of all, being able to separate you know, church from state and work from home. Because technically, if you're working from home, then your home now becomes your office, whether it's your living room, for some, your bedroom, for others, you have a specific studio. So um, in as much as some might dread the feeling of going to work, there is also something about leaving work, which kind of like equates to leaving the work behind, unless you are the kind of person who takes the work home, you know. Um, but when you are working from home, there's really no such thing as like leaving work because your office is still your home, right? So a lot of people have difficulties, um, um, you know, kind of like respecting their work hours or just tuning out after work hours because you're already at home. Uh, another challenge is... Um, also being able to establish a discipline routine let me tell you something Andrina. a lot of my clients and the students and the people that i get to coach when it comes to working remotely experience that and uh, in part is due to that that new high that you have on finally being able to work remotely and um also in part with just feeling like you have all the freedom in the world but if you are because your home is kind of like a very comfortable and familiar environment. If you don't set routines and um, you know, like routines to develop discipline to help you achieve your goals, the first few days, a few weeks might actually be very difficult for you to be productive because you'd be like, you know what, I'm home. <laughs> so yeah, those are some of the key challenges um, of, um, of working remotely. And if I may add one more, that is particularly applicable to people in the Caribbean and in Africa from my experience, sorry, is being able to have a controlled environment of high quality. So you know that a lot of times, you know, some people might live with their, with their siblings, with their children, you know, with their husbands, with an extended family. And sometimes it might be difficult to actually get that quiet room in that quiet space um, in your home, you know, for you to be able to, to really get your work done. I will put my hand up first to say that I have had situations where there was a rooster, you know, <laughs> singing in the oh background or yes, or dogs barking uh, when I'm on a Zoom call. But you know what? My mute, my mute reflexes are very strong. 
<laughs> and then, the reflex unlock, just mute that one time. Be like, guys, that. Just give me a second. Exactly. And you give that rooster and that, that, that dog one look for them to understand what's up. <laughs> so, yeah, those are the main challenges, though. Yeah, and, and you what you said resonated with me because when I had my first job and it was basically from home because of, of course, the COVID situation, I found that I was I didn't separate church from state very well. So 8 o'clock would come, my work laptop is still open. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Let me see if I could just finish off the work or the deliverables that I had today. You know, So the, the, the line for me was pretty blurred. But now I'm like, listen, if I, I'm just, when work is done, it's done. And so I leave my work area, my workstation, and I've gotten a lot more disciplined with that. I think that also some things that might pop up for, for people are communication difficulties. You know, in a traditional setting, maybe your boss is down the hall, your coworker is in the same place as you. Yes. So first of all, because my first experiences in the workplace were kind of like working remotely, uh, I, I got straight into it. You know, I at first I never really got that um, in-person coworker kind of vibe. You know, so it and, you know, it's really hard to miss what you don't have. Right. But having coached different people who had that experience and also having been able to have job opportunities where, uh, you know, I now have in-person coworkers, I kind of understand how challenging that could be. Um, so what employers, what teams usually do is having virtual meetings. You know, um, I, I work with a team where we will have like our virtual Christmas celebrations uh, where everybody will wear a Christmas hat and we will share something special about how Christmas is celebrated in our culture. Um, I also work with a team where, actually that same team, um, they used to have company retreats uh, for top level executives, which included myself, <laughs> uh, where we had, um, we, we would fly to the headquarters. Uh, and that was pretty cool because then at least we were able to have that um, in-person, those in-person experiences I actually flew in for a week, you know, uh, fully fully paid trip by the company. Wow. Um, we met yeah, I know, right? Amazing. So we met we met with other team members. Like it was really nice. Uh, in terms of communication, Andrea, that's really a very big thing because um, like you said, you don't have your boss or your coworkers who will pop in to see how you're doing on a project. And remote work also helps a lot to help to develop um, you know, communication skills in the virtual world. So people usually figure out that they actually have to learn how to give project updates, you know, be more um more savvy with email communications um, mm -hmm. as well as shared workspaces communication platforms like slack uh, project management platforms like asana and so forth so for the person who is looking to get started working remotely um, it might all seem daunting but it's something that once you actually get your tools in or dip your tools mm -hmm. in whichever team you work with or whichever company you work with they will actually get you to learn about the software the tools and the things that they use for daily communication now, we spoke about some of the challenges, and you did mention how we can overcome some of those difficulties. But if you had some tips that you could give, like practical advice on how we could make remote work more successful, what are some of the top things that you would offer? Uh, one of the things that I do every single week, I have a to-do list um, that aligns with my monthly goals. And that to-do list includes personal stuff that I want to achieve as well as work stuff that I have to, I want to achieve. So what I usually do is um, I set up a schedule, uh, my work hours, right? The same way I, I, if I would go in an office from like 8 to 4, I also set those hours for my remote, where I'm working from home, it's really important to be consistent. And that is because of my work hours. So I do, you know, 8 to 4, 
Um, but my work is flexible in a way that, you know, I, I can do nine to five. I, could, I can do, you know, you know, kind of like shift a little bit. But I set up my work hours. So first tip, um, set up your work hours and respect them. Um, honor your work hours and make sure that during those work hours specifically, you do your work, okay? You might take a few breaks once and once in a while because that's what remote work affords the opportunity to do. But make sure that you maximize those hours for your work so that outside of those hours, you can actually be free to do whatever you want, whether it's going sightseeing, going to the beach, or going shopping, whatever you want. That's <laughs> number one. Um, the second the second tip um, that I have in terms of maximizing productivity is uh, elim eliminating distractions. Um, I have been in remote work environments where I have like family at home. I had like, you know, people visiting and so forth. And when that happens, you really need to sit your people down and be like, hey, listen, these are work hours. OK, during these work hours, I am happy to help with some of the stuff that the house needs, but I can't promise anything. Um, in terms of um, communication, that is like one of my favorite things. Um, a lot of people so, like so what I would recommend, number one, um, when it comes to communication is make sure that you maximize your communication within work hours that way your client or your employer is not used to you communicating outside of, outside of the work hours and they actually know that if you do that is an extra favor because what happens sometimes is that we tend to be very very hard working very dedicated and sometimes we tend to work overtime and you will see like emails going on at like 9 p.m you know 8 p.m and so forth you know it kind of looks it kind of looks good but on the long run if you set that habit then they're going to continue expecting that unconsciously. That is not like the employer trying to be malicious, but that is just human nature. So what I usually do is I maximize communication within my regular work hours. And if I end up working after hours, which I generally do, <laughs> you know, I don't send any communication after those hours. I schedule my emails to go out the next day. You know, I schedule them to go out early in the morning, like only if something is like really, really urgent, I will do it, you know, like after I will like email after hours. So that is for communication. Um, the second tip that I have in terms of communication is giving project updates or status updates. Like, I think it's really important when you work remotely to be proactive and actually show that you are doing the work because again, nobody is, nobody is there physically to pop in your office and make sure that you're not on Facebook. Right. So things that I usually do is if I'm working on a project, um, you know, if it's a, let's say a, a three weeks or four weeks long project, I give status updates every week. I plan to give an update every week so that my employer or, um, you know, my team lead actually knows that I'm actively working on it, even if they don't see like mini changes. That is also very important, Andrina, when it comes to building trust, because if you say, okay, I'm just going to email when I'm done, you know, it might take you like three weeks to finish it. And if the project is four weeks and you're only emailing at the three weeks mark, people are going to be like, <laughs> what are you doing? Those are some awesome tips. Honestly, I think you kind of like hit the nail on the head with everything. Um, and, and I think that all of those little challenges that we've brought up, all of them, you know, you always have that teething period. And after you get accustomed to it, you set your boundaries, you get yourself motivated. After a while, it becomes second nature. So at this point, I want to talk about debunking some myths because I know that <laughs> I know that you know we have this preconceived notion of what remote work is. Okay, fine. So we may think about some things that really are not true when it comes to remote work. So one of them, I mean that you know, and, and it also keeps persons just apprehensive and not wanting to even engage in the whole world of, of virtual work. So people may think that okay, well. 
remote work isn't actually real. It's a scam and you're not going to get your money. If you can spend money online, shopping on online websites, I think you can give the internet the benefit of the doubt to that. It can also help you make money, right? And not in a scammy or <laughs> or not authorized way. So uh, I would say the best thing to reassure the people who believe that is for them to know the reliable websites where you can actually find remote work opportunities because there are real people out there, real companies, real entrepreneurs, real business owners who are looking for real people people like you to work with them okay so um, if you can make money online you can def if you can spend money online sorry you can definitely make money online and you get real money and now another thing is you know maybe thinking that you'll just be like a robot doing monotonous work you won't get any training opportunity for development and these kinds of things what do you say to that oh gosh no absolutely true remember how i told you that one of the companies that i work with actually flew me to trap to, to come and visit them and spend some time with other executives yeah, yeah. when i started at that company andrina i was at like entry level um and mm -hmm. i was doing customer service but it was a medical uh, recruitment company for because mm -hmm. i'm in the field of healthcare right so i was at the entry yeah. level um, and just to cor correct again, entry level doesn't always mean like, you know, you are getting paid peanuts. No, I was well paid at the entry level. And um, because I was interested in growth, I was having like frequent meetings with my supervisor and I was letting them know, hey, you know, I I'm interested in more responsibilities. And because the company was also hiring a lot more people, then they elevated my rank and I was able to get higher higher responsibilities that, that included also recruiting people who will join my team so there are definitely opportunities for growth regardless of the field in which you're going i think the most important thing is to make sure that when you get started you give yourself time to play around dab in the waters and then make sure that you set up a plan for growth look at what opportunities the company has look at you know what else you can learn from working with that company and once you figure that out you can actually make a plan that okay within six months or nine months i want to be able to this to be able to be at this level where i get a higher position and therefore a higher pay i've had a lot of people i've coached a lot of students and people who actually told me that they got promoted to higher positions within three months within six months so there are definitely opportunities for growth and these opportunities come also with a bump in your salary my last um you know myth so to speak because at this it's adulting right and we're we're as adults we're trying to elevate ourselves build homes you know um find assets invest and something that perhaps people may think about is the fact that okay if i work for this company that is in the uk in the us that's maybe it's not apple it's not amazon that people don't know about Will banks give me a line of credit? Will I be able to have a proof of income? Just simple things that you're able to do perhaps with a traditional organization that's in your country or regional or well-recognized. What do you say to that? Of course, of course it will be. Once a company is registered, it doesn't matter which country they are in. Uh, I think depending on how they hire you, and, um, you know, the, not the role you play, but like how they, they hire you and what your contract says, they're actually able to give you employment documents. You know, they'll give you an employment letter. Um, you will also have like uh, the proof of the payments that the salary deposits that you've had that you can use as documents to, prove, to, to show to the bank. You know, I know that those are concerns that people have, but the world is changing. And I think now actually it's even opening more opportunities compared to what it was 10 years, 15 years ago. Like, it's very easy for somebody to say, hey, I work with uh, Big Shark, you know, located in Dubai. The company has been established for three to five years, you know, and these are my employment documents. I need a, I need a, I need a loan. The bank or, you know, whichever other, or, um, institution can see your company documents. They can see your salary slips or they can see your, your deposits of your salary mm -hmm. and payments and your permit. So I think right now it's even a lot 
a lot more open than it was before. And I will again say that, you know, whether you are working like as a consultant for the companies, as a freelancer, or if you are actually on payroll, you can get that income and you can get those documents for you to be able to do uh, adulting things like, like you know, paying uh, down payments for, <laughs> for your house or for your land or for your car or, you know, um, investing in your wedding, getting a loan for your wedding and things like that. Yeah, real adulting things. Awesome. Awesome. And I listen, I'm happy that you debunked those myths because I just know that persons, those are some thoughts that probably circle in persons' mind all the time. And it, you, it just kind of makes you apprehend you know, before we get into how you can find remote work, because I know that that's what everyone is thinking about. One of the benefits that I totally forgot about, but I just remembered a while ago, I mean, particularly if you live in the Caribbean, like myself, and you work for a company that's in the US or the UK, and you're making a pretty good salary, that conversion rate, when you oh. multiply that by 2.7, like you are in the Indian country. <laughs> Or what you know, or by two when you're if you're in Barbados, oh, that okay. is a huge benefit. You you literally walking in a land of milk and honey like you're rich. You are rich. And you know what, Adrina, I can never get over that feeling. That feeling that feeling never gets old. Like and those are the real convert like those are, that those are like that's like the real impact, you know. Oh, mm -hmm. the financial impact because your money, like they say in the Caribbean, your money really stretches because first of all, it doubles. So it has to stretch. <laughs> but yeah, it's a huge benefit. And interestingly, the majority, if not all companies, well, I shouldn't say all, but like the majority of companies that are hiring remotely, um, you know, they will pay you in one of the, the popular currencies. It will be in the US dollars, the UK pound, the euro, or, you know, Canadian dollars, you know, so um those and those are very very strong currencies so yes once you that money hits your bank account if you are not located in those countries if you're located in the caribbean in the philippines in africa in asia wherever and that money doubles or triples yes you feel like yes <laughs> 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 awesome. And you know, the thing is, as young professionals in the Caribbean, um, of course, we are battling inflation. And so one of those innovative ways that you could try to make more money um, without having to do a, having a whole bunch of side hustles is seeking remote work and getting paid in a different currency. So that's awesome. Now, Clem, we have to get down to the juicy part. And that is where can I find this remote work? Because honestly, you gave me all of these wonderful benefits. And now I'm just like, okay, how do we find these reputable companies, particularly because a lot of our audience is from the Caribbean or not as developed countries. And, you know, a lot of times these vacancies are um, advertised for persons who are in the US or the UK. So how do we take advantage of reputable places to find remote work? Right. <laughs> That's a great question. So that's actually what my specialty is. In as much as I coach uh, people from, you know, the U.S. and, you know, North America and Europe, how to find remote work opportunities, my focus is on uh, people from the Caribbean and Africa because I know that it's harder for us just because the opportunities are not so straightforward. So what I usually do is I have a list of companies that are actually known for hiring internationally and people can actually access that for free. Free. Um, it's called the free remote work directory. All they have to do is basically look online and search for travel with Clem 
remote work directory and they're going to find the companies. We update that every single week with new jobs and new opportunities across a multitude of online fields. In addition to that, there are reputable um, uh, freelancing platforms where big companies and medium-sized businesses also go on a daily basis to look for people who they want to join their team. Um, these include websites like Upwork.com, you have Fiverr.com, you have Guru.com, you have uh, People Per Hour, Andrina, there are just so many of them. Wow. I can't, like, I, like, it will take us another hour to be able to go through the list. <laughs> <laughs> but those are also free resources that I have on my website. Uh, anyone can check out travelwithclem.com. Uh, the website has information, yes, about travel, but also remote work. Uh, you will see a list of my top recommended websites where you should go for legit opportunities and so many other things. Awesome. I think you're honestly, you're a godsend. You are doing God's work because oh, being you. able to just <laughs> compile all of these opportunities because, you know, if you're doing it on your own, you feel like you are navigating you know, yes. through an abyss and you just yes. don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. But the, all, yes. the services that you're offering, you really just have compiled them in one space. And as you said, if you were to go through each and every one, we'd probably be here for two hours. Oh, so guys, yes. and, and, and it would be overwhelming even for the listeners. And that's why the listeners of the Adulting Code are very, very fortunate. The last question I have um, is just about how we can make our CV shine for remote work. So, for instance, you know, when you're applying for traditional jobs, let's say I'm, I'm applying in Dominica or Antigua, right? And it's a job that is local. I know that I am competing against a, a small pool of persons. But when it's remote work, you are competing against everyone. <laughs> right? So you need to make sure that your CV is sh your CV shines, and you need to make sure that perhaps you are identifying some transferable skills. So, for instance, you're a doctor, I'm a lawyer, and let's say I want to enter the remote working world, but I don't want to provide legal services strictly. Maybe I've seen something for customer service that has caught my eye. Outside of, of course, making our CV shine, I also want to highlight the fact that everyone has transferable skills and we shouldn't be deterred um, about applying for jobs that we probably can do. So that's how we're going to round off, round off the questions. So, yes, yeah, so that's great. That's a great question. So what the strategies, and I love the strategies that I have because I think a lot of people who come to me are like, okay, what can I do? And, um, you know, in the field of remote work, because I've heard that all you can do is data entry research. And I'm like, okay, if you want to do data entry research, fine, do your do. But I'm telling you that you can actually use the skills that you have and just move them to a different well or different playing field for example like you were saying if you are a lawyer and you want to work remotely let it, let's even say andrina you don't want to do customer service you want to do something in the legal field but not like so so advanced like maybe what you're doing in your everyday field for personal reasons or for professional reasons whatever the case may be right as a lawyer you can be uh, you can work in in any field that requires review policies or documents because we know lawyers read and lawyers write right so anything mm -hmm. that will involve reviewing policies drafting documents drafting procedures you can do that any field that will require maybe consultants in the legal field mm -hmm. you can do that uh, anything that would be um, you know associated with let's say hr procedure within the company you 
you can do that. And even if you want to do customer service, for example, as a lawyer, you will have understood how to deal with people, both from the opposition uh, and from the defense, right? So you will know, you will have those skills already. You know how to empathize, you know how to advocate, you know how to argue in a way that makes the people feel heard. You know how to de-escalate and escalate situations. <laughs> I'm saying escalate because... I feel like you're speaking. You're speaking life into me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have I have to add escalate because we know that when we watch those those law legal TV shows online, we know like when in this in this courtroom, you know, it gets it really gets hot in there. It gets intense. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> because you have had all those skills, Antrina, you can actually craft your cover letters and your resumes in a way to show that your legal experience gave you those skills that will make you an excellent HR policies or HR analyst, an excellent consultant for the company, an excellent policy writer, an excellent customer service agent, you know, an excellent, you know, people manager, an excellent project manager, even if you don't have a project management certification or so forth like that. So for, so it's just to, to be able to actually know how to, use the skills that you have you know like like they say when life gives you lemon you make lemonade you know use what you make that lemonade exactly from there (laughs) if i want to take my example as a doctor right i've had the privilege of coaching doctors and medical students as well as a medical professional i won't even say doctor i'm just putting in the whole category of medical professional so that nurses can identify themselves as well cna certified nursing assistants healthcare workers can identify themselves as well as a medical professional you have medical knowledge that is higher than the average person that is already like a big plus so anything that will require you to do or maybe let's say to write in the medical field to consult in the medical field to provide assistance in let's say customer service in the medical field you are already eligible by default why because you already have a certain level of medical knowledge you don't need to be a specialist um you already have a certain level of medical knowledge and because you have that knowledge Andrina, you also have the capacity of be of building on that knowledge let's say for example example I'm a, I'm a nursing student right I just graduated or probably I just started um I just graduated from nursing school right nursing has a it's healthcare, right? It's, it's a health provision to patients. And if I get an opportunity to be a customer service agent, let's say for a vitamin supplement company that is looking to expand within the Caribbean or within North America and looking for people remotely. As a nursing student, because I understand how the body works, because I understand how medications work, because I understand how supplements work, I am already at an advantage compared to someone who is in the healthcare field. You understand? Uh, the same thing can happen in like, I mean, I just, I love being able to kind of like defy the status quo and find ways in which I help people use their skills, craft it into a compelling package and tell them, hey, this is what you can do. These are the opportunities that you should go for. These are the kind of companies you should go for based on what you have to offer. It's it's it's, it's my own personal puzzle that I enjoy fixing is my own rubik rubik's cube <laughs> that i enjoy solving and trust me at the end of the day everybody's always amazed like wow i can actually do more than what i'm doing right now and that is the whole point that is the whole goal absolutely oh my god you literally just put everything in a nutshell in an amazing way <laughs> and the thing is you were speaking so much you you were you were curating it in a way that i had never even thought about before so that's why i have to obviously now segue into all of the services that you provide because it's it may be easy for you because you have the experience to say, listen, look outside the box, think about how you can use your transferable skills or put your CV together. But at the end of the day, we all don't, we just all don't have that type of 
insight. And that's where you come in because you offer so many amazing services. I don't know how you do it, but you do. And we are thankful. And so at this juncture, I just want to give you the opportunity to talk about how you help persons on their journey. Definitely. I'd love to share more about how we can take it to the next step. So um, I have the privilege of um, hosting a signature course, which is called Making Money Online for Beginners. And it's my personal, my baby, my signature 12 weeks coaching program where I take working professionals, whether you're a part-time worker, full-time worker, a student or so forth, I take you from week zero, from week one to week 12 on every single thing that you need to know for you to be able to land your first remote job or land a higher paying remote job. It doesn't matter what your skills category is. Like Andrina, I have coached musicians, I've coached teachers, I have coached, um, you know, TV personalities, um, you know, radio hosts, doctors, you know, lawyers. So essentially, uh, we go to the A to Z of every single thing that you need to know and we don't overlook any areas. From adjusting your mindset to identifying your online skills categories to knowing where to find your clients, how to apply for jobs, how to craft your cover letters and resumes, specifically for remote jobs. Because as you said, the physical marketplace is a different game, but a remote work field is a more fun ball game. So I teach you exactly and I show you the templates that have worked and how you can adapt them for your specific situation. So that is a 12 weeks coaching program where we are live every single week. We have one-on-one coaching calls. We have group coaching calls where we actually implement what we learn. And, you know, you are on the field. You are applying for jobs. You are putting yourselves out there. I'm supporting you. We also have a supportive community of people who are cheering you on um, because this journey can be a little bit scary when you are new and when you are just getting started. So that is one of the ways to work with me. I love that because I'm able to provide real life feedback. I'm able to, you know, have um, individual calls with the different people that I have the privilege of training. Uh, we are able to have group sessions. We are able to get real-time support. And remember, Andrina, like a lot of people who are looking for remote work opportunities, generally they already have a physical job. So knowing that, you know, you have to go on another hunt, you know, when you finish your nine to five, regardless of what it is, you know, it can be tiring. So having a supportive community and having somebody who actually cheers you on, who checks up on you, you know, who makes sure that you hit your deliverables, even when you're tired, even when you feel discouraged, it's really, really important, especially when you're trying something new. So that is the first way of working with me. That is a signature coaching program. It is reopening in May of this year, and we're going to get into the summer. Um, now, for those who feel like, you know what, I don't really want to get into the coaching program right now, or, you know, I want to try on my own. I want to, 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 to kind of like dip my toes in, explore a little more on my own. I don't necessarily want results right now, or, or I probably just want to explore more. I also have a remote work guide, which is a compilation of like, um, you know, basically things that you need to know before you land your first remote job. And it actually shows you like the step-by-step process. It shows you the resources that you should be having access to now this is different from the life coaching program because the remote work guide is a digital guide like a do-it-yourself kind of product where you know i lay out everything for you and you take it and you just run so if you feel like i want to do things in my own time you know i want to experience on my own then the remote work guide is the comprehensive resource that you want but if you're like you know what uh clem let's do this i want to actually be able to land a remote job within the next few months i want to you know um get some action going, I want the support and I want to get as much as I can, you know, learn as much as I can in this time frame. then the signature coaching program is for you. 
awesome. Again, thank you so much, Dr. Clem, for joining us as a guest. That brings us to the end of episode six of Adulting 101 The Pod. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll catch you on the next one.